The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. Hear the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when nickels down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who gon' this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Quantum of Sports Talk. We are live. Alex Clancy's in the studio with us. We got a Another great show ahead of us. We're going to talk some NFL football. We may get into some basketball, but we do have to talk about our Phoenix Suns, uh, who's pulling off some wins these days. Uh, congratulations to those guys. Jeff Hornacek. Yeah, they look good. They look good. They're looking good. You yeah. know who's looking good? I don't know if this is surprising, but Portland Trail Blazers. Oh, yeah. They, they, they've been riddled with injury pretty much forever, ever since they drafted Brandon Roy. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is finally healthy. He He's probably the front-runner for the MVP right now. He's playing out of his mind. Drafting Damian Lillard fifth, I think, fifth or sixth out of Weber State last year was a great pick for them. So they're, they're starting to put some things together. Now, we didn't get to talk about um, that day because it was the next day that Aldridge had uh, 31 points. I think it was 31 points 31 and 25 points. rebounds. Yeah, that was crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. 31 points, 25 rebounds. That's a guy, you know, sometimes you get into that zone, and this zone can take all year that you just can't be stopped. Everything seems like it's going to go in once it leaves your hand. Yeah, and, and, and he's becoming a leader on that team. So, I mean, they're, they're good. It, it'll just be, it'll be interesting to see if they can, if they can beat an, an Oklahoma, Oklahoma City or, or a uh, San Antonio at the, end of the, at the end of the year. I think it'd be fine. Once you get on the road, you're on that road. Uh, Portland seems like, and Portland is the talk. Portland is the team, and uh, you're talking about Houston. Well, they may be missing Harden for a while. Harden hurt his ankle yeah. you know, driving to the basket. But what all Ridge and the Portland Trailblazers are doing is, you know, it's, that could be what Portland, I mean, not Portland, but the uh, Warriors were a year or two ago. It's a beautiful that, thing. That much exciting. Yeah. All right, but we, there was some football played. There was a lot of good yes. football. Um, we'll go over, actually, I'll go over some scores and we'll stop. We do know before all this happened, before Sunday, the Chargers did beat the Broncos at home, which they helped themselves out as far as that playoff hunt, that wild card spot. Um, surprising game for me yesterday was the uh, Philadelphia Eagles losing to the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. When there was no Adrian Peterson, I was wondering, was the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, did they take a day off? They thought they were just going to walk in Minnesota and just call a few plays and win? Looked that like game it. was very confusing to me. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings beat the Philadelphia Eagles 48-30. to Yeah, Matt Castle threw all over them. Him and Greg Jennings are starting to get a little bromance going. Whenever, whenever he starts, Greg Jennings has huge days. You don't want to limp into the playoffs in a situation of you Philadelphia Eagles because you do have the last game in Dallas. You're not playing this game. You're not playing this game at home. The Dallas Cowboys, who we'll get to, plays Washington this week. Week coming up, so that's a win. You pretty Pop. much have the chart. Well, well, maybe it's, it is a divisional game, but we would like to think Dallas will pull this one off. Mm-hmm. But then they have the Eagles, which. At home, we just saw them lose at home. But the Philadelphia Eagles losing, walking into the the um, Metro Dome or whatever that dome is called these, these days, um, and losing to the Vikings. 
yeah, it wasn't it wasn't even really close. I mean, they Nick Foles had a huge day. Um, a lot of it was when they were from behind, when they were coming from behind. They kept LaShawn McCoy, LaShawn McCoy in check after his uh, after his record breaking uh, day last week. I mean, how does that happen? I, I mean, you 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 have a he has the worst rushing of his career. I think it was eight for thirty two yards. Yeah, it wasn't, and he didn't get the ball a lot. Obviously, well, he they, caught a couple balls out of the backfield, but they were playing from behind, so it was uh, it was Nick Foles' show, and uh, Minnesota they put up twenty one well, spot in the fourth the quarter. Yeah. It's good to see they had to pass the ball, but he was passing the ball under different circumstances because they were behind so much. They were behind four, then they got behind uh, yeah, second were, quarter. They, they were behind seventeen six, yeah, seventeen nine, and then wow, twenty seven. They they ended up put up some points in the third quarter, but Minnesota put up twenty one points in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they you. you you want to win football games, that's what happened. You can't take anything to granted. Yeah, that was good to see, unlike the New York Giants, it was good to see the Minnesota Vikings, who at that point was a 3-9 three and, three and nine team, have those guys still playing yeah. at the end of the year. Uh, with nowhere is, to go. This is interesting because in Oregon, Chip Kelly was always known for not being able to win the big game. So now we'll see in the NFL with grown men if he can instill something in, in his guys to yield them winning some sort of game of substance because Oregon would always be undefeated, be number two in the country, and, and then, and then lose to somebody. And then lose to somebody. Oregon's, I mean, they lose. The, the game that mattered the most in the season, take away the national championship game if they were to win that game, they'd lose. So if they win next week, I think, I'm not sure who they have next week, but um, if they win next week, it's Philadelphia's them. at Chicago. Chicago. So, Chicago. So that'll be... That's an interesting game also. Yeah, but luckily Chicago's defense isn't great. LaShawn McCoy should be able to run all over them, uh, which which would – I mean, I'd pick, I'd say pick same Philly thing? over that. Wouldn't you say the same thing for Minnesota. Chicago? Yeah. yeah. For, no, but Chicago's defense, they're not good at all. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're not good Shady, at all. Shady will probably run all over – well, but Chicago, should run all over them. And Chicago can do the same thing. That's true. For the defense, I have both those guys in my fantasy league. So the way huge. they play that defense is – no, but I have Matt Forte and uh, LeSean McCoy, so that's If you don't get Lamar Charles, you don't have a good fantasy. That oh, guy stop. was incredible yesterday. Yeah. Washington Redskins lose the game 26-27 in Atlanta. That's not a really game we want to talk well, about. Well, I want to say one for, thing. Except for the nonsense that's going on over there. Um, Mike Shanahan went for two. That was a selfish move on his part. He, he, he can say whatever he wants about how you know they had the defensive scheme down for um, to go against Atlanta, blah, blah, blah. He wanted to win that game for him. He didn't want to win that game for the franchise. He didn't want to win that game for Kirk Cousins. He wanted to win that game for himself. So that, in my opinion, was a selfish move to go for two. I know they have nothing to win for, have nothing to play for, but Kirk Cousins, you're playing to mold Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins for next year because he might be your starting quarterback. Or he may be the guy. So you kick a field goal, you go into overtime. That's what you do. You kick an extra point, you go into overtime. There's different scenarios of why Kirk Cousins is playing. Um, and we can speculate all the way up to training camp next year but which we will yeah and Kirk Cousin playing as well as he did last year in the absence of uh, RG3 getting to start for the final three games barring any injuries then if he does get injured you have uh, Rex Grossman, Rex Grossman. <laughs> really <laughs> you have Rex Grossman okay well if he plays lights out and what we saw from him last year what the Washington Redskins gave up to get to move up for the for, to get RG3 Give up the house. St. Louis is St. Louis has one. They they got one last year. They get one this year. They get one next year. First round draft. First and second round. First and second. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, But then you sit your franchise player down. So maybe one of those guys will be traded. I I think it's a great problem to have two quarterbacks in Kirk Cousins and um, RG three. It's a great problem to have. 
a lot of teams have had him. But if you anything, if you worth your salt, your weight, you want to be a starter. At some point, you want to be a starter. Getting paid as a starter and sitting and watching games that doesn't for an athlete who's who want to be on the field that doesn't feels good to him. Yeah. Now, now this game was a lot closer than it should have been. Washington turned the ball over seven times. Uh, five fumbles between, I think, Kirk Cousins had one, Santana Moss had two, and Alfred Morris had two. Usually they're both very sure-handed. Um, Kirk Cousins, 29-45, 381, and three touchdowns. That's pretty good. I mean, take away Atlanta's defense. It hasn't been great this year. Uh, they were they had, I think it was a flash in the pan last year when they had a top-10 defense. But he played well, and I know this game doesn't matter, but he's, he's playing for his job. And those, I mean, those turnovers that were out of his hands, I mean, you can't really knock the guy for it, but they also didn't win the game. So I guess the quarterback is the one at fault. San Francisco 49ers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 33-14. San Fran needed to win this game. It was just, it was a game they they should have went in and tapped yeah. and, tap and got done. And they did. Um, yeah, and they did. They they scored in every quarter. Um, third quarter, three points. Um, but they didn't allow Tampa Bay Buccaneers to score any score any points. Uh, you have what you have to do in four quarters, put up points. They got 13 out of it. The score was 33-14. Seattle Seahawks shuts out the New York Giants, 23-zip. Eli Manning, five picks. The most in um, New York Giants history. What is going on with Not them? the five picks, but as the quarterback, the most, I think it was 168, 169 interceptions. But you're talking, five picks is not, that's, that's possible with the defense that they play over there in Seattle, and they're missing some guys. On that defense. Yeah, and it just got worse for New York because Victor Cruz is out, concussion, and, uh, and I think a knee injury. So they they have some they have some work to do. And I think that getting rid of Hakeem Nix, uh, just have them start over, move Ruben Randall into that number two spot. So they'll have, they have receivers. Andre Brown's fine. He'll, he'll be a serviceable running back. He's, he's above average. That defense is something awful. And so they'll be five and eleven again next year. You know, they're five and nine right I now. I don't understand what is, I don't understand why they're so jacked. It's not. The, there. It's not the coach. Yeah, but it's they're going to fire him. You know, I, they're going to blame him. Exactly. They like they do on Jason Garrett, but we'll get to that also. Um, I don't. I don't think it's Tom Coughlin. Uh, sometimes what do you think it is the players. The you players. think Eli Manning is is well, done, or you can have a bad okay. year? I know. I know. Deborah says you can't have a bad year ever, but people have bad years. You look at that team, and who who's the leaders? I mean, Eli, Man- Eli Manning's pedigree should be enough leader. Their defense, John Pierre-Paul, ha- hasn't been himself in recent history. Justin, I mean, I don't see any leadership over there oh, on the field. Um, and sometimes coaches, when you have a veteran team. Well, then that's a coach's job. And you have a veteran team. Well, you have a veteran team. Um, you, want, you want to have players that you can have a committee with that you go out there and get it done. Do I have to tell you to do this, this, and that all the time? As a coach, you would think yes. But... This this is winning and losing. This is the business of winning and losing. You got to have some leadership over there, and it has to come from some of the players. Uh-huh. Well, they need to find something. They need to find. I mean, this will be a throwaway. This is it. And of course, the one year we're winning eight games, we'll probably win the division. They can't even do that. Chicago Bears, Browns. The Browns found the way to lose this game. I just thought they had this game. Mm. Uh, Cutler came out. He was rusty. As expected, through two quick picks. I didn't. I didn't think. Yes, yes. So you're thinking. All right, time to bring in uh, yeah. McCown. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you you go in with your franchise quarterback. He is playing under some circumstances where he's coming off an injury. He was rusty. That's to be expected. Um, he he's one of those guys that never seems shook. He just like okay, whatever. And you don't like to see that. Eli Manning has that look, but they always find a way to win in the end. Yeah. Um, he goes out there. He he throws two quick ones and. 
I was one, one of return the, for a touchdown. Right, and I, I, I didn't. I didn't think they should change quarterback. I'll go with the hot quarterback. But then you go with your franchise quarterback, whose whose contract is up this year. Do you play him and maybe you get something for him, or you play him and you sign him for a long term extension? You have to have running back production to win games. Always, I agree. So Matt Forte ran for one twenty seven. He only he only caught one ball out of the backfield, which was interesting to me. Um, Mar- Martellus Bennett. They have probably. Tied with uh, tied with uh, Denver for the most weapons in the NFL. Do you think Martellus Bennett six four, mm-hmm. Brandon Marshall six five, Alshon Jeffrey six three, Matt Forte coming out of the backfield if he stays healthy? Offense. You have a perfect offense. That offense line has improved since he's yes. been, he's been the sack leader. Um, Jake uh, Cutler, yeah, been sacked probably the most in and the, well, and we past can't really three years. Yeah, but now they have Mark Tressman. They're working on timing timing routes. They're Mark working Trestman's on things. a good coach. He coached here uh, when I was with the Cardinals. He was with the Cardinals. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah, so, I mean, he's solid. And he hasn't made any catastrophic mistakes his first year. So that's really all you ask for. And they're winning. They're, they're up at the top of the division. And if Matt Forte can stay healthy, he is probably, I mean, he's top three with Jamal Charles and LaShawn McCoy as the best out-of-the-backfield receivers in the NFL. And he's a great blitz, uh, blitz pickup blocker. We just, he, he, doesn't, he kind of gets overlooked with that, but... They look pretty good in Chicago. I'll tell you what. We'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk some more football. We will talk about the contract of um, Nick Saban, uh, Kwame Lassie Sports Talk, Alex Clancy. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Sports Mavericks Show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks Show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Arms. 
Hey, welcome back to the Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. Alex Clancy is in the studio. 888-346-9144 if you want to join the show. You know what? I think I'm going to go heavy on my Twitter now. I haven't been doing anything on Twitter. So now, you know what I tell you, you can reach me at nowhere. Don't look for yeah. me. That you can be good to change. What's my Twitter? At Kwame Lasseter. That's very original. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I found out somebody. Uh, I took a picture with a guy, and um, well, I actually didn't. Maybe I did. I don't know. I had too many concussions, something like that. But he had my jersey on at the game last week in the University of Phoenix Stadium with the Arizona Cardinals play. And uh, his email address is, I believe, Kwame L- Lasseter42 at yahoo.com or huh. Kwame42, which is crazy. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Not that it, you a super fan, but there's just why? Why my name? You, you could, you could. He's a huge fan because he's still wearing the jersey after six or seven years of not playing. Not I didn't even play in the stadium, but not being with the Cardinals, so it's kind of crazy. Anyway, that's just my little spill. Thank you, Alex Clancy at rentsport.com. dot uh, com. You can check him out uh, doing his blogging things. Haven't blogged in a while, I don't think. Mm-mm. You need to get on it, man. No, you're right. Need to get on it. Twenty to fourteen, the Patriots lose to the Miami Dolphins. I knew they would. I thought the Dolphins would win this game. Uh, they were able to pull it out. There were a lot of uh, big plays in them. You can tell that the um, uh, the Patriots miss Gronkowski. Yeah. They missed this guy in the red zone. They missed this guy when it's time to make a big play. Uh, but uh, Julius Edelman had a great game. Yeah. Great game. Thirteen for one thirty nine and a touchdown. Yeah. It, it, it's it's tough with uh, without Gronk because the two best receivers they have, because Aaron Dobson and Kemble Tompkins are out there, a little bit taller, but Amendola and Julian Edelman are tiny guys. So finding them in the end zone behind the secondary or, or in, I mean, it's it's difficult just logistically to be able to zip a ball into a guy that's 5'10". With all, with all of the big uh, the big secondary that, that they have. I mean, all of, all of the DBs for the Dolphins are taller than Julian Edelman. And you don't really say that much about a receiver with, with secondary because normally secondaries are a little bit smaller. But, I mean, obviously, it, they could have used Gronk on that, on, the fourth, on that drive from the 12 right. trying to go well, in at the end of the game. He's, that's when he's most dominant. He, All you have to do is throw the ball in the area. He's most dominant. He's got a six, seven. He's most dominant. He, you get him down in a red zone, red area, there's a, there's, there's a chance that he makes those plays all the time. And yeah. that's, why, that's, that's your security blanket if I'm Tom Brady. You talk about those small guys. Where you get a lot of those small guys. You put them in the slot. Uh, we look what happened with uh, Edelman yesterday. He was West Worker like. Yeah, he was. He was. And they got rid of Jake Ballard. They released Jake Ballard when Gronk got back. And Jake Ballard, that came from the Giants, who mm-hmm. I think scored a touchdown for the Cardinals yesterday. Uh, if they had Jake Ballard still on the, the on the roster, I don't think they would have mi- they would have missed a lot from Gronk. But at least you have a serviceable guy that has been in the league for years and that knows how to get open. So, I mean, they, they made a mistake by getting rid of, well, especially with Aaron Hernandez going to jail. You need a backup tight end, especially with, with Gronk being, having the injuries that he has. You know, this Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, Jake Ballard caught a touchdown pass last night. Aaron Hernandez situation. Just like the, um, the South African guy, Pistoria. Uh, yeah, Oscar Pistorius. They're they letting this stuff drag on and hopefully be forgotten about, uh, and then these guys will get out of jail. They won't even go to jail. It'll just be pay all, everything you own, pay all the money, and, and you're free. Why haven't we heard anything about uh, Pistorius? I don't know. We'll talk about that another time. You, you think Tannehill? Uh, I, I mentioned um, that he outplayed him on the first game. I think they played the first game of the season. Brady was Brady and came back and won that game, but Tannehill – he outplayed Brady, 20, 25 for 37, 
312 yards. Yeah. And three touchdowns. It's um so you gotta give a lot of credit to what they did in my at Miami on the Miami side of the football. You gotta give a credit to their defense. They were in the right place at the right time. I don't like the prevent they were in when, when Brady was on his way coming back because he 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 had a, a chunk of a lot of yards. Yeah. Um, Especially a big fourth down conversion right. in the middle of the field. Yeah, I didn't like that. Mike Wallace, if he can show up, that they'll win games. You know, he's 6 for 105 and a touchdown. Uh, if he can extend the field, that'll open up for Brian Hartline. And uh, uh, Rashard Matthews has had a huge game on Monday night, I believe, uh, earlier in the year. And he's starting to become serviceable at 64 yards receiving. So they have guys now. Charles Clay coming out of the backfield as a full as a tight end. They put him. They stack him in the in, in the backfield more than on the line, which which intrigues me a little bit. Um, but with Mike Wallace there, Ryan Tannehill's got a good arm, and if you can extend the play and get a big a big chunk of yards from Mike Wallace at least once a game, that, I mean, they're going to make the playoffs. I wonder. They, they still have a game lead right now. I wonder what happened to. Um LeGarrette Blunt. I didn't know he was in uh, in New England. New England. Yeah, he had um, one good year with the pa- Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, yeah. and then uh, and then he kind of got benched the next year. Right, but he only had eleven carries for forty-seven yards. But you know, the the, the Patriots have running back by committee, so um, they can impl- implement anybody in that defense. Like Warhead, who's in a uh, San Diego, San Diego right now. I don't know how you get rid of that guy. You just can't get rid of everybody, and you that great of a That's coach. What New England does. They do. That's what they always have done. Because it's a system. That's why they have no defense now. <laughs> Got rid of everybody. Everybody. They thought it was a system. Unfortunately, uh, they could have controlled their own destiny if they won that game. They could have, if they would have won out, they would have hosted the um, AFC there uh, with, with the uh, Chargers beating Denver Broncos. Uh, Buffalo Bills, Jaguars 27-20. Texans, uh, Colts 3-25. That's off the coach being fired. and um, Cardinals. The, the Cardinals. You know, we have a football team in the city. Huh. I don't know what you're talking about. 25, 23, the Colts beat those guys. Uh, they were talking about uh, getting the Cardinals' uh, old head coach. as Wisenhunt? Ken yeah. Wisenhunt. Yeah. Kansas City Chiefs, the Oakland Raiders, 56-31, a divisional game, which this game was outstanding for uh, Lamar Charles, who sets an NFL record, has five touchdowns in a game, four receiving, one rushing. Um, if you're a fantasy guy. I guess those 51 points, outstanding. Let's take you, what's that, three games of uh, fantasy Oh, yeah. Points? I mean, this is the sixth most points scored since 1960. People don't think that fantasy football was going on then, but it was. Big business. Yeah. Um, he, had 100, he had like 150 all-purpose yards in the first quarter and three touchdowns. It was, I mean, it was just like he was completely out of his mind. Right, he had two touchdowns in the first half, a 39-yard reception and a 49-yard reception. You know who that looks good for? Alex Smith? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it looks good for Alex Smith. And he didn't do anything but throw. Well, he did throw down field um, on one of those, and it was a probably about 17 yards, and Lamar did the rest. Uh, but, you know, you, you could throw Andy Reid screens all day. That's what he used to do in Philly when, when Brian we played Westbrook. Him. Yes. Yeah. Or, or Deuce Staley. Yeah. Screen to death. Yeah. You never knew they was coming. The format, because they run a lot of things out of those formations. But he will have so many screens that he keeps you off balance. I think he's getting back to that. Everything yeah. comes full circle, and then so now you got to prepare for what he does best with the screens and the offense that they're running now. And I think Jamal Charles is better than Brian Westbrook. And I didn't think Brian Westbrook was my favorite player in the NFL for a long time, um, just because of how many times he touched the ball. LT people like that that are workhorses that don't get injured. I just have this utmost respect respect for because you have so much preparation. 
throughout the week to keep your body right and in the offseason that you can just take this pounding. And ju- well, Jamal Charles is just fast. He's fast. He's, he's, elusive. Not, he's not getting hit like well, Westbrook was getting hit. Because, because people can't catch him. Right. He, and Westbrook had some concussions, and, and the offense they ran is different offense. Yeah, that's true. It's different true. offense. Because I think Andy Reid allowed so many offensive coordinators to come in and not so many, probably two, to come in and have a different style. Um, so when you have to get acclimated to those things, like like Jason Campbell, when all when we were talking about how he was never the guy, or but he had six, five to six offensive well, coordinators. Yeah, well, yeah, in Chicago, Oakland. He was in Washington. In Washington, he had four or five offensive quarter, coordinators, and maybe four or five quarterback and coaches. He, and he seems rejuvenated. Like he looks like an NFL quarterback now. But he threw a touchdown. He threw a pick six that cost him the game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's not good. Another game I didn't see coming, and, and that was the sixteen to twenty seven loss to the St. Louis Rams. The New Orleans Saints they can't play. Is the, the dome the, is the dome the only place they can play? I guess. I guess so. Drew Brees threw two picks, two bad picks. Like he threw one in the end. The second one he threw in the end zone. Fumbled the ball in the next drive. I, I don't know. Maybe it was just a letdown game. From the huge win they had last week, um, but yeah, but they're still not locked up for the division. They're not because Carolina can win out. They play Carolina next week. Yeah, they play Carolina on Sunday. And if Carolina wins out, having played the New Orleans Saints next week, then they they win to the South, they, the NFC South. I don't. How does this? How did this happen? Carolina, uh, Cam Newton. If Cam, uh, yeah. if, they were, if they were losing, we'd be God, talking about he's Cam. He's solid. Newton. He is solid. I mean, is he, he is. is he a top would, is he a top seven quarterback in the NFL today? Yeah, I I, I can't answer that. Why I would, not? Look, outside looking in, yes. Because Russell what, Wilson, not in no particular order. Oh, was, Russell okay. Wilson, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Now Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, but he's hurt. Who who else? Andrew, he's better than Andrew Luck. I, I, he's jumped Andrew Luck right now, in yeah, my he's opinion. Better than Andrew Luck. He's better than Andrew Luck. He's better than Andrew Luck last year. Um. Cam New, you got to throw him in there. I mean, because yeah. I like to, I like to throw Eli in there, but when you, you can't, when, not now. You can't because of the season he right. having. But Eli is a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, I mean, Matt Stafford might be up there too with what he's done over there. Matt Stafford he makes, too, he, so inconsistent. Yeah, he takes, he Cam makes too many mistakes. Too. Cam, uh, but Cam doesn't make mistakes. He hasn't thrown more than two picks in a game this year. You know who? Um, you know who the Carolina Panthers need? That receiver number fifteen for Missouri. Oh yeah, I don't know his name. I know his name. Shot it. First round, yeah, but they're not going to get a first. I mean, they're going to get a deep first round pick. And he could be that deep. first If they round can pick. get, if they can get a receiver, that's interesting because their defense is is definitely supplanted themselves as, as a top five defense. Before the Saints game, they were the number one defense in the in the league. They have fourteen running backs. They have a good tight end. Well, they have a they have a top ten tight end. And Brandon LaFell's actually played really well this year. Ted Ginn is a deep threat. So yeah, maybe I they like need, the acclimation of Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn, over yeah, there. I like yeah. that. And he was he was left for dead too. He was what, left what, for dead after he ran two kicks back for uh, San Francisco in the same game. Everybody wanted him to be a special teams guy. Coming out of Ohio State, this guy wants to be a receiver. that's what he was known for. Yes. At Ohio well, State. Well, he has that, that talent. He was a first-round pick, but he has that receiver too talent. high. He was too high in the first round. I don't know. Dolphins that. drafted him, right? It was like ninth overall. It was ridiculous. Really? Because he ran, he ran the kick back to start the national championship game, and Ohio State didn't score again. They didn't score again, yeah. yeah. That was here. I remember that. Yeah. But, um, I was sitting right next to Lorenzo Neal when that happened. I'd draft him. I'd draft him in the first round. Yeah, if they get one more receiver, yeah. I mean, because what, what else do they need? Maybe you can always use offensive line help in Carolina. But they, now they have their foundation 
Now, now they have expectations too, which which could come with a lot of pressure. If they win out, their expectation go is, through the roof. Yeah, we gotta, I'm saying for next year. If they start win, talking Super Bowl, yeah, but if the, if they lose in the first round of the playoffs this year, it's fine. I mean, that's not they've done what they were supposed to do already, and 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 uh, went past that. All right, well, we'll talk some more football when we come out of break. Uh, we do, again, we do want to talk Nick Saban and his contract extension, how he played. But I thought he played both ends, and we, we, we mentioned that. Yeah. Um, also, um, Mike Brown and his resignation that I thought would cost some money to do. Kwame Sports Talk. We'll be right back. Alex Clancy. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for the keywords World Talk Radio. Once you're a part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the World Talk Radio network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for World Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Joe Swedish, CEO of WellPoint. We proudly support the March of Dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the United States. Though premature births have recently declined, still half a million babies are born too soon each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives. Please visit MarchofDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Get ahead in business and life. Read Getting It Done, 1,000 of the Best-Kept Secrets for Success in Business and Life by John Capozzi. Learn how John, a successful Connecticut businessman, obtained 13 corporate promotions in 13 years. This book makes a fantastic gift for anyone who wants to get ahead in business. Voice America will donate a portion of every copy sold to the USO. Visit gettingitdone.com and enter promo code VA1234 at checkout to get a 10% discount. That's gettingitdone.com, promo code VA1234 for a 10% discount today. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Welcome back to the Formula of the Sports Talk with Alex Clancy. Uh, we will. You know what? How's Deborah doing? Deborah Debris. Go to your, her website, yourclearedge.com. Yeah, she does. Deborah. Uh, Debris.com also. Um, but she had a, a minor surgery. Hope she's recovering well. I need to send her a text. But here's my shout-out to you. Get well, Deborah. Yeah, I'm sure she'll be on tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Um, we were talking about uh, football, uh, surprise games, or, you know, games that were winners or exciting, outstanding. One I thought was the Kansas City Chiefs. One surprising was the Minnesota, was the Minnesota Vikings-Eagles game. Um a little baffled by why the Saints can't play on the road. The Arizona Cardinals, and the question was asked to me last week, what was it going to take for the Cardinals yeah, to win? right. And I said, Jay Philly. Yeah. 
uh, and it came down to what Jay Philly did in overtime, which a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter. With six minutes left. You, you shouldn't, it shouldn't even come down to that. But when you're on the road, you take them how they come. If you pull them off and win them, get on your plane and get back home. The Cardinals beat the Tennessee Titans at home 37-34 in overtime. The Cardinals have secured a winning season. They are 9-5. and Their next game is at Seattle, December 22nd, which it has different implications because now in Seattle, to have home field, if Seattle never won travel again this year, they need to uh, win out. Yeah. And that, that includes beating the Cardinals. Cardinals want to get into the playoff hunt in that wild card spot because they can easily go... Eleven and five, and not make the playoffs, which would be ridiculous. It would be, be heartbreaking. Yeah. But we've seen it done. I've seen it done before. Even Matt Castle did it when Brady went down. They were eleven and five, and they didn't make the playoffs. I've seen it done when Miami was eleven and five, uh, probably in the early nineties. They didn't make the playoffs, which was uh, somewhat crazy to win that many games in a tough football season and not be able to make the playoffs. The Cardinals thirty-seven, Tennessee Titans thirty-four. Um, Fitzpatrick was able to bring them back. They got an onside kick. And the question Alex asked off the air, should, should Fitzgerald be back there? Well, that was a short hands team. It was onside kicks. It was imminent that it was going to be there. He was, uh, he's one of the guys on the team who has the best hands. So, yeah, most definitely, although he's a franchise player, you have to put your best hands. You get that ball, the game is over. You get that ball back, the game is over. The Cardinals win the football game. Um, but he's a franchise player. He has some, you know, no one's protecting you on that. It can't be any rule change. Don't try to create a new no, no, rule no, no, for no, 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 not you. I'm just yeah. saying, don't try to create new rules for it for why you can't protect a guy like that. He's a defenseless. Don't put him back there. Put a linebacker back there. Some linebackers can catch. Dansby can catch. Yeah. I mean, I just but don't. He's one of those guys you want on the front line. I just don't know. I mean, there's not a right answer. You can protect Larry Fitzgerald, take him off, and probably take the two best hands on your team off the field, or you can put him on and hope he doesn't get concussed like happened yesterday, or or it's thought to be it's, he might have a concussion. Um, it was a perfect kick, and they executed nicely. I, I've never seen him mishandle a ball like that before. So well, it was because he doesn't. Still today, I still think he has the best hands in the NFL for a receiver. There's, I mean, he's. I mean. Calvin Johnson drops a lot of balls. Des Bryant drops a lot of balls. Mike Wallace drops a lot of balls. Uh, Antonio Brown, go down the list. Larry well, Fitzgerald had very, very few drops. For a while, he wasn't getting them. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> he wasn't getting balls thrown to him. Um, but, no, I hear you. But that, that, that says that you put your best guy with the best hands on that special team. There's a lot of guys up there. You think like, And we joke around, like, how you get on this team? That was a great team to be on, a hands team. Yeah. That was a great team to be on. Man. It's, it's, they trust you enough to... If they try something to get the ball back, you have good enough hands, concentration, focus to get that ball back. Anticipation for the ball is going to go. Right, and unfortunately, um, you don't have protection, really, because guys are trying to run through the guys in front, and if they're able to uh, sift through the crack, then they're going after the ball. They're not trying to get the ball. You're trying to knock the guy out who's trying to get the ball, and, and, and then you have trail guys who's going to recover the fumbles. So, uh, yeah, you definitely put your um, hands, your, your special guy, Fitzgerald, back there, or one of the guys who has those hands. You put your big guy who's receivers, like tight ends and linebackers. You put them on the front line mm-hmm. to protect those guys. Uh, and sometimes you have defensive backs and receivers on their front line because you get line drives uh, from uh, kickers just so it can bounce back to the recovery. So once they touch it, it's a live ball. So I'm looking at the playoff picture. 
if the card say the Cardinals lose to Seattle, um, I won't say that. Okay, I'm just hypothetically speaking. Uh, New Orleans and Carolina are both ten and four, so one of them are going to lose. Okay, so whoever loses is going to be the five seed. If the Cardinals win, if say they lose uh, Seattle and beat San Francisco the last game of the year, they'll be tied. I have to look at the tiebreakers for if it's uh, it, say, say it's Carolina. Fran. No, will they be? Oh, that's right. They'd be tied with San Fran unless unless San Francisco wins this week. Right. But they're playing Atlanta at home, so that that'll be a tough one. Uh, I just want them to have a chance, and not only just because I have tickets for the game, mm-hmm. but I want them to have a chance to show what they're worth. You know, going to Seattle, going to the toughest place to play in the it might not be the best barometer for how good they've been this year. The last game of the year at home against San Francisco for a playoff spot, I want to see how they produce. I want to see how Carson Palmer does, how Bruce Arian does um, uh, making the play calls. I want to see how good Andre Ellington can be because he had 160 all-purpose yards yesterday. He looked really good. I, want, I just want to see how the defense is. I want to see how this team is when it comes down to the wall. Without the... Um Without the honey badger, um, yeah. for lack of well, his real name, but uh, you know, Teron Matthew. Yeah, but, I got um, you. You know he, that that guy to me was on. He was on pace for rookie of the year. I, I thought he was on pace for the rookie year. Now there's a handful of guys in there. You got Luke um, in San Diego, the offensive tackle, who probably hands down would get it. This guy's coming out of Alabama, playing at at a high level um, over there for the San Diego Chargers. But with Tyron Matthews. Was doing for the Cardinals. He came in and he changed the atmosphere. Uh, those guys look fresh, energetic back there in the secondary. And you can put him all over the field and he makes plays. Unfortunately, um, he tore his ACL and his LCL. Um, so that's a eight months. The thing about it is he's young. So extensive training, great surgery. He'll be back in eight months. 63 tackles, two interceptions, 15 passes defended. Um, and he and he, return punts as well. Yeah, he guards three positions. Yeah. He, he can guard three positions. Uh, and I remember the, the most first, impressive. The first play, they put him on tight ends. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. And that's what they're doing with Eric Berry in uh, Kansas City as yeah. well. Even though he's more established, he can, he went to Tennessee, right? Yes, I remember him in Tennessee. I mean, he was he was a beast. Um, Teron Matthew. I remember Jared Cook of the uh, of the St. Louis Rams breakaway. Uh, it was like a 45-yard uh, catch, and, catch and run. There was nobody with him, and I just see Honey Badger coming out, coming out of nowhere on the 10-yard line and hits the ball away. Like, that was like, okay. The ball, and they get the ball in the end This zone. kid could play. Yeah. Like, you know, like, when he doesn't give up on a play like that, that was early, early. That was, that was either week one or week two. He just came back. He was like, he was a, a flash. When you see plays like that, then you understand who the guy is. Some guys are determined to go all out for four quarters regardless what the situation is. Jerry Cook had 40 yards on him. Right. It seemed right. like. But you, you see, that's a different determination. Some guys just say, okay, I couldn't get to it. Some guys don't want to be in the film. Them the guys you get rid of as fast as you can. But when a guy comes out of nowhere, you can't understand why the guy that was even close to him can't get him. That guy has a different determination to be successful for his team first. Not, and it wasn't about him. Although sometimes in college we thought it was about him, but no. Yeah. He did. He had some selfish things, but we'll, we'll move on from that because the, the, he was a kid, and he still is. He was a kid in college. Did some stupid things. Stupid it was just things. weed. I mean, just weed. I mean, it wasn't like he <laughs> killed weed. anybody or, well, or got just, or how you know just weed couldn't have started that. The Jets lose to the Carolina Panthers. And we talked about Cam Newton um, being one of the top tier quarterbacks, possibly top. He's top ten, but you say seventh. Well, I mean, top 10 is only top 33% in the league. Top I mean, 10, give or take for 10, starting top, quarterbacks. Top 10, if I had a top 10 quarterback, I think I can do some things winning. We, we forgot to add in um, Roethlisberger. He's not this year. He's, he's still, 
They're not. They're not going to make the playoffs. I, I don't know. It's kind of like what I mean, we said you know, about Manning. That, that's an unfair question. I, my question should have been: Who are the top ten quarterbacks this this year? I mean, because you can you can put so many things into the into the equation: Super Bowls and you know everything like that. Yeah, but that, some of those guys don't change from year in to year out. Like Peyton Manning and uh, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, they don't change. They still stay in the top five. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, well, because they produce. Aaron Rodgers is like is like a China doll back there now. He's yeah. like a glass statuette. Aaron Rodgers. Okay, the the Carolina Panthers beat uh, the Jets. That wasn't. That was no surprise what the run they went on. I think the the Carolina Panthers haven't lost since the Cardinals beat them at home. They are now Saints. They lost, they lost to the Saints at home. That was after the Cardinals. That was two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, okay. that was two weeks ago. That, that, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that wrecked yeah. the That's A-game winning streak. That's true. Um, and it didn't look like the same Carolina Panthers who went on that long winning run. Right. Uh, but they are 10-4 right now, and they have the New Orleans Saints. Um, this at game home. is at home. Yeah. This is Carolina. They need to win this game, and we talked. To, we mentioned this for – to control the South. Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, this will show, this, in my opinion, will tell more about the Saints than it does about Carolina. Because mm-hmm. if the Saints can come in and smack them in the face again on their on their home field, which is slowly starting to become one of the toughest places to play in the NFL, Carolina, that blue color, that light blue now is a scary color in the NFL. Nobody would have thought that would have happened, I mean, within the, for the next 10 years. Look at the same colors Tennessee has. Another 20 to 30 It's game. a different blue. <laughs> Another 20 it's to Carolina 30 game. Blue. Was Pittsburgh beating uh, Cincinnati? That was a Sunday night game. That yeah. was that was a pretty good game. Pittsburgh didn't score in the fourth quarter, but they didn't have to. Uh, they put up twenty one in the first, six in the second, three in the third. The Bengals on their way back, but you can't make those type of mistakes. You would you wouldn't know that the Bengals was a better team than Pittsburgh. Yeah. The way that game played out, I I feel like divisional games in this division are the toughest out of any in the NFL. I just feel like they're so smash mouth. You never know who's going to beat who. AFC North. Yeah, that, I mean, th- this is just what it is. It used to be the, uh, you know what? It used to be the NFC North, that black and blue division. At that point, then it went to the uh, NFC East. I mean, and all, I guess all the there's two out of the. I mean, the NFC, the NFC East, and the uh, NFC North are like that this year, but they're not as exciting a games. It's, a, it's softer football. You know, the AFC North is real, still smash mouth football. I mean, Cleveland's kind of moving away from her, but their defense is still tough. Vontaze Burford look great, looks great over there still. Um, James Harrison's there now. Yeah. So, I mean, they look – it'll be interesting to see who comes so, out of that division because now with two, Cincinnati's only a game ahead of Baltimore for that division. Right. And Baltimore plays – Oh, Baltimore to, plays tonight. They're, they're, a game tonight. And a half, they're a game and a half up. Baltimore plays tonight against the uh, Detroit Lions and that. You know in what? Detroit. You You pick it in Detroit. You still pick it. I don't know. Detroit so up and down, but they do have one of the best, if not the best receiver in the game. Yeah. Um, so even with the 8-8 eight and eight record, if Pittsburgh wins out, you don't think they make the playoff? Uh-uh. Not in the AFC? No. So, so that wild card would come from the um, – be the Dolphins. It would be the Dolphins. Yeah. Because they have – I think they have, they, I think they have Buffalo at home they next just, week. And they beat Buffalo last week, didn't they? Who played Buffalo last week? Was it? A, oh my God! It was it was a good game too. Yeah. Um, let me see. Well, they, they, they we end up eight and eight. Oh, the Bucks played. It wasn't a good game. Okay. The Bucks <laughs> I lied. But Cincinnati needed. They 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 made so many mistakes in this game that it was, it was you you couldn't tell that they were a better team than Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh capitalized on those things, on those mistakes, and they win thirty to twenty. And as, as we mentioned about the Baltimore Ravens, they have a game tonight, Monday Night Football. We definitely will talk about that on Tuesday, uh, tomorrow. And what you laughing at? No. Yeah. <laughs> Tuesday, yeah. tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. You're good. Green Bay Packers. This is a game we want to get to. Ugh. Green Bay Packers and Dallas Cowboys. Here, here's what here's what happens. Does Jason get Garrett 
Jason Garrett gets fired because of Tony Romo. We're going to take a break and come back and we answer that. Kwame Lassie Sports Talk, we'll be back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? <laughs> Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, welcome back to the show. This is the last segment. Alex Clancy in the studio. Formula Sports Talk, 888346. 9144. We're going to talk about the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys. Does Tony Romo get Jason Garrett fired? Uh, Jason Garrett, should he took over that situation? He he may. I think he, at that point, he's tired of making excuses for Tony Romo. Tony Romo didn't have a bad game. He just made bonehead decisions in the last and crucial moments. Yeah. That run, three hundred fifty-eight yards passing, twenty-nine for forty-eight. Yeah, well, that's always been there. Yeah, he's always, always been that. there. But he throws the ball too much. Why not? 40, you shouldn't have to throw the ball forty-eight times. You wouldn't, especially behind. when you have Demarco tearing up their defense. But you shouldn't have to throw forty-eight times when you were leading by twenty-three at halftime. Yeah, uh, that was a design run play. The la- the play where he threw a pick. It was yes. second and six. They're Second up. and six, I'm running football. They're up six with three minutes left. It's like run the ball. I'm I mean, there's football. no reason. There's no reason to be a hero there. He checked out of it, and to answer your question, no, I think that Tony Romo's sick of covering for Jason Garrett and his ineptitude at being a, at being a head coach. Because he didn't make decisions to well, say, don't Jason run Garrett ball. is just not a good head coach. He's not. With that firepower, you have to take responsibility at some point. If this were any other t- town besides Dallas, he would have been fired. But Jerry think- Jones is too proud to fire his own guy that he hired. 
that's no. Because he hired a lot of guys he fired. But, but Jason you know why? Garrett, he, he but pined he, for Jason Garrett to be the head coach when Wade Phillips was there. Right, but he couldn't control those guys. Wade Phillips, uh, Phillips uh, you had Jimmy Johnson. You had he couldn't control Jimmy Johnson, he, so Jimmy he, left. Right, he couldn't control him. He, yeah, he left. But you would think they had a conversation where you gonna leave or you ain't fired. But he has yeah, Jason, right. he has Jason Garrett there because Jason Garrett never speaks up. He's a puppet. And, and how do you how do you coach a team like the Dallas Cowboys who has so much spotlight on them? All regardless of what they do, and you would talk about the Dallas Cowboys when the owner is always why is the owner getting interviewed after the football game? You got to explain that to me. I don't see a lot of, I don't see any of the owners for the Pittsburgh Steelers getting interviewed at the football games. Nope. I didn't see any of them getting interviewed when Mike Tomlin did that nonsense he nope. did on the sideline. Nope. Why is he? It's his team, it's his money. At the end of the day, he can do what he want to do. Fine, but, but why are but, you doing this? Let Jason Garrett coach. Don't you have your coaches oh. meeting and your owner meeting every Monday? You you have to see him every Monday. You have to talk about what's the next step. So then that meeting takes place between those two. But why does he have? To, why does he have to be interviewed after every game? Because it's about him. It's Jerry Land. Do you? So as that's a head why coach, I say. Do you, somebody that wants a chance coaching in the NFL, that has coached before, you know, that's coached NFL teams before, would you even want to go to Dallas and be no, the head coach? You want you guys who he want that he would rather have. He can't have because he had never been able to control him. And yeah. they want he's wanted Bill Cower for a long time. Bill Cower, I would love to see him there because he would. That would be he a would great, smack Jerry Jones in the face. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, also, with John, uh, Gruden. John Gruden. Yeah, also he'd smack him. He'd probably shoot him in the head. But I mean, he, John Gruden's crazy. But he wants to get guys that he can control, that he can have more spotlight than the coach as, as an owner of the team. But I think he's baby Tony, Mo, Tony Romo to a point where it's never going to be Tony Romo's fault. It's going to be something that the coach did and didn't do, and at the end of the day, the coach has to make the decision. Uh, you play like in the NBA. Those games can come down to the wire, but when they do – it's not let my superstar uh, take over and get it done. It's let me call a timeout so I can get my superstar in the best position. Then you start managing the game. Like in baseball, they are managers. They're not coaches. They manage the game when the game needs managing. Other than that, it's a pickup game out in the street. The last two games they've played, Dallas, they let Matt Flynn and Josh McCown tear their defense apart. So this can't all be put on Tony Romo and the Dallas offense. Their defense is something awful. I can smell it from here. I would agree with that. So they've won seven games pretty much on their own. Take away the game where they only gave up three points to Philly. Uh, I think that was like 13-3 or, or 19-3. That was an ugly game that it was supposed to be a shootout. Matt Flynn throws four touchdown passes, and so did Josh McCown in consecutive weeks. That's You can't do that and win. So, fine, he, he made a bad throw the last game of the, the, last throw of the game uh, that ended up being the clincher for Green Bay that came down and scored. But you need to have a defense that's somewhat, somewhat competent, if and you, they don't. It's because Sean Lee is out. Sean Lee could be one of the top five tight um, uh, middle linebackers, linebackers in in the he NFL stays hurt. if he stay if if he stays healthy. He's so good. He is so good. He plays that Big Ten defense, but he can't stay healthy, and they have nobody else. He he. Is Demarcus Ware's been hurt this whole the, towards the second half of the year. So I mean, well, they they fired. Um, Morris Claiborne's been out. They fired a defensive-minded coach to bring in this older guy who's not getting it done. Sometimes, you, at some point, you have you have these players that you you, you they are assets to you for the most part, but you have you have to have somebody who can relate to them. You think Ray Horton could be could be the man there? I think he's if he cuts his hair. 
As you yes, said. Yes, yeah. Well, no, I, I, you know what? I, I'm a defensive-minded coach in an offensive-driven team. Do you think that that could... I mean, it worked with Ron Rivera in it, Carolina. It, it, it took it, a while. Well, it's working with Ron Rivera. Yeah. It, because oh, it, it's worked. Like, the, the plan has worked. Their defense is there. It took oh, him no, four no, years no. to the do defense, it. Yeah, but I'm talking about as a head coach, Ron Rivera would... He allowed the offensive-minded guy to do what he do. And, I, and that's great because I, I don't want you... As a head coach telling me how to run the offense and you're mm-hmm. a defensive minded guy. But I thought it allowed Cam Newton to throw the ball too much when you had Stewart and D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. I and thought D'Angelo Williams, they threw the ball too much when you got two running backs that any team would love to have. So but now this I see it working overall. So now they they sit in ten and four to Carolina Panthers. I think it success is at their doorstep. I think Ray Horton and I said the only thing about his hair because, you know, I know how people think. Yeah, but that has oh. nothing to do with his mind. He's I know that. I was just giving you because I remember. No, you I, said I know. You about sp- that. I, I don't carry the way. But um, but that, but it is the truth. You interviewing with Braze, people look at it. You don't know where I come from. Braze is what we wear. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying in general. That could be anywhere, any state, any country, any region, anything. What does what does that have to do with my mind? What what how I can get this team to win? Um, and I, I thought to answer your question, I think that yeah. I think he'd do a great job. So would in Denver. You, would you do? I a, mean, I'm uh, Dallas. Would you do a defensive-minded head coach, or would you bring an offensive-minded like just the first guy that came up in my head was like Cam Cameron, like an offensive genius? Would you bring in him and then have it, and then bring nope. in a defensive coordinator that could that could accompany him to run the defense, or do you need a head coach that is defensive-minded in Dallas? I need a head coach that's defensive-minded. I'm not bringing in Cam Cameron. No, really. I'm not. I'm but but somebody like him. I know what you're saying. So I'm not bringing in. I'm bringing in a guy who can who can control. Jerry Jones? Well, or what? Who can control my quarterback? I don't care how franchise you are. They just signed this guy. It's guaranteed $55 million, Tony Romo. Guaranteed. And the deal is more than that. He always is top five in numbers in the NFL every year. Every single year, not, he's been not, top five. Numbers-wise, passing yards and or, or top ten. I mean, because... Uh, I have another number for you, and that's the playoff wins. Yeah, I understand. That's the one that counts. And he gets you there. Like I said... He had a great game yesterday. He was 29 for 48. I don't think you stole the ball 48 times when you went in 23 points. DeMarco coming Car- out of halftime. DeMarco Murray caught 18, or only had 18 carries. But, yeah, but well, I don't know. He had uh, 134 yards. Yeah, so maybe you should get the ball 30 times for 200. If that's what it takes to win the game in yeah. the second half, so what do it should, that. That, yeah. If you're winning by that much, you don't need to throw the ball. Keep you're correct. The ball, right. You're Keep right. Run the clock. Run, run time off the clock. The time is your friend when you're winning. Right. They have, they have Philip Randall and Lance Dunbar. They have running backs that they can use. Well, you know what? We, this this is some more Dallas Cowboys talk that we will have tomorrow. Do you think Nick Saban, a strong arm, uh, had it out there that yeah, I could leave for Texas for ten ten million a year, possibly ten million because of the money Texas is going to allow to spend, or that was a great signing by the uh, Alabama? Yeah, I mean, well, he, time, he didn't. By the way. Oh, stop it! He didn't get um, as much money as we thought. I mean, I think he only got an extra million a year, so it kind of was. An extra yeah. million year at a college head coach. Much to do about and, nothing. And you know what? I want to talk about tomorrow. I want to talk about this because you mentioned these coaches are getting paid at a high level. I want to talk about Manziel and all the plays, the outstanding plays. I mean, this is serious. All the outstanding plays he have, but he don't make these plays drop back. He make these players play scrambling, throwing down the field, on busted coverage. All his plays, not all of them. Before some idiot call in and say he well, has the ability him. to make something out of nothing, right? But he's always making something out of nothing. What, what happened when you come to the pros? You have to drop back and let that thing. You have go. better coaches. Kevin Sumlin's not that good of a coach. Oh my goodness! I, they just gave this guy a contract. No, I know he's stupid. not that good of a coach. I don't believe it. Well, well, why everybody want him? 
because it's the Johnny Manziel factor. Alex Clancy, Kwamalas uh, Sports Hall. You can get Alex Clancy at uh, rantsports.com. You can at find Clancy's Corner. At Clancy's Corner. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about it. At Clancy's Corner. That's his Twitter. At Kwame Lasseter. That's my Twitter. Don't tweet me with no junk. <laughs> or I'm going to cut you, you off. You got to dust the cobwebs off it. I know. Uh, somebody told me, you haven't tweeted since such and such time. I'm like, well, I nothing to tweet. That's creepy that uh, you know exactly what my last tweet was. Oh, that's what I would have said to the guy. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it was Mark McMillan. Oh, okay. That's uh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining the show, uh, listening in. Um, we'll, we'll come back tomorrow. We'll finish all. We do have a lot of things to talk about. It is a sports world, so let's talk sports. Kwame Lasseter, Alice Clancy, Deborah Debris should be with us tomorrow if she's feeling well. We'll see you guys then. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.